Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. So why don't we pray and we'll see if God can just anoint our worship our, our sound system and just help it. Lord, we thank you that you're here with us this morning. And we pray that as we meet, as we read your word, as we hear your heartbeat for us, Lord, that you would say everything that you want to say over us, that you would speak into our hearts. We receive with open hands everything you have for us today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We ask you to come. We ask you to move on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, it's hard to know how to start because we've been very polished in the last few months. I don't know if you've, if you've noticed, but we haven't had anyone here. So as Karen and I have said a few times, it's just been us standing here and two or three of the staff and sound guys at the desk, and, and that's been it. And so it's been uh, very cold and very empty, and so we've just pretty much had to zone in on a camera hoping someone is watching. <laughs> and begin to talk. And I don't know if you've ever tried doing that, but it's very weird. Um, And so we have people, so we're kind of adjusting now. There's people here again. Um, But it's so good to have you guys back. And um, we believe God's done some really good stuff in this season. We've heard from a lot of you and seen uh, messages from a lot of you. We want to thank you for your faithfulness, for your hunger, um, for your awareness uh, and for even a- arriving back today, we had no idea. Would anyone come back to church again? Because it's pretty cosy tucked away in bed on a Sunday morning, isn't it? Um, I don't know about you, but um, you know, it's one of those things in midwinter uh, with a nice warm cup of coffee and uh, your Ugg boots on, whatever. So here we are back together again. The last month, we've been exploring the topic of awakening, and it's a big topic, and um, I feel like we've really only scratched the surface in a way because this, this topic is one that it goes very deep, it's very wide, it's very high, and you can't really explore it uh, to its fullest extent, but I want to just continue that a little bit today in uh, reading in Psalm 85, and so... If you want to turn there, we're actually going to read the whole passage, Psalm 85. Before I start, I've got a a lot of you have seen our um, photos of our new lambs, that we've had some new lambs. Um, And to celebrate, as a plant-based eater, I had some lamb last night. But it wasn't one of ours, okay? It was someone else's. Because if you don't know its name, it, it doesn't matter. Whereas Karen names ours. It's too late. Once you name it, you can't eat it. But anyway, that's my first bit of red meat in something like three years, and it was lovely. Um, I'll burn it off again today, don't worry. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you in on, a, on, the, on that secret. 
Let's find Psalm 85. It's fairly long. I'm going to just sort of skip through as quickly as I can. Starting from verse 1. You, Lord, showed your favour to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, God our Saviour, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you, showing us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation? I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. But let them not turn to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. I want to just summarise a few parts of this passage in that the first part, really from, from 1 to 3 or even 1 to 7, we see the psalmist crying out as you and me would cry out when we're frustrated. I don't know about you, but maybe in the last few months you've found yourself lonely or bored or frustrated or angry or annoyed or anxious or stressed or something, one of those negative feelings. And you might have cried out and thought that no one's listening or felt like the heavens are brass. And just like the psalmist here, God's always listening. He's always listening to every cry, every heartbeat, every thought that we have, he's already dwelling on. And so he knows your heart. He knows the cries of your heart and my heart. And maybe even coming out of this season, there's some uncertainty for you. Uh, and there's some things that need to pan themselves out. And I, I feel that's for some of us here today, that, that even though some things are going back to normal, maybe you're a crow's barracker and the world is looking pretty dark. <laughs> but maybe even more serious than that, maybe things for you, you're unsure about what, what the future holds. You're unsure about what things me, or I want to encourage you that this is exactly where the psalmist is at in this passage. And it's exactly his heart's cry. And so if we, if we read these words again, he's crying out, restore us again. Put away your displeasure toward us. It's interesting with the psalms, we often see very emotive language. And we see cries, we see desperate pleas, we see the real heartbeat of, this, of, a, of a singer, of a worshipper, of a psalmist, often of David. And so we can actually dwell into a place where, I don't know about you, but oftentimes we only really get honest and real when no one else is looking. Uh, and it's not the kind of thing we show everyone, this real cry, this heartbeat, where we say to God, you know, you, you've done this, God, and I'm feeling like this, where we're really digging into God's heart. But I want to encourage you, do it all the more. Do it all the more because he's listening. He's watching. He's wanting our heartbeats. He wants to hear our cries because he's a heavenly father. He's not some weird big judge who wants to whip us and beat us and he wants to punish us and bring harshness because we're not good enough. This is why we have this passage. 
here, and it says, you forgave the iniquity of your people. This is the psalmist saying, God, remember, you've forgiven us. And then the next bit says, and covered all their sins. And what this, this passage means, you might have heard the word atonement. The word atonement means to cover over. And so we see here the psalmist is bringing out the fact that Jesus covered over all of our sins. It doesn't matter whether you've had the most evil thoughts during the last few months. If you come to Jesus and you repent of those sins, your sins are covered over. There has been an atonement by the blood of Jesus for every sin, for every depressive thought, for every horrible thought you might have thought about this person and that person and the person in the shops. And I don't know about you, but I've been really observant of different people's behaviours in the shops during this season. Some people are like Nazis. I've been told off by a lady at the Motor Rego place for standing at the counter. I thought I was standing a metre, but I wasn't standing a metre apparently, and she'd let me have it. You know? And I walked out of there. I wasn't blessing her and just loving her. I'm thinking, what a Nazi. You know? She's telling me I'm not standing the right... I was on the cross. I was on the cross. I mean, it's crazy, isn't it? Some people just love rules. They love regulations and... Uh, But Jesus is not like that. The heavenly father is not like that. He is not waiting for you and me to trip up. He's waiting for us to come to him. And there is an atoning sacrifice and his name is Jesus Christ and his blood is free and it washes all sin. It washes every bit of guilt, every bit of heaviness and weariness from our lives can be lifted off and atoned for or covered over when we come to Jesus. And even at Aldinga, it works down there as well. Amazing. There's going to be some people, I've realised that there's going to be some people really quite pleased in church now with the whole COVID thing because we can't do the hand-holding thing anymore. We can't talk too close to one another. So close talkers have to obey rules and people have to be super sanitised now. And I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, we're getting blessed even in this season especially if you're a a bit of a germaphobe like me. (laughs) Just bear with me for a minute. And we never did this on camera, but I'm just going to turn something off here and that's better. Low power mode was on, so it kept on switching off. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's just one of those funny things. But our prayer, I know the mic's just like, if it's too weird, I'm happy to use a handheld. Would that be easy, Zef? Oh, you're just EQing it. Okay. I don't know. Are you okay? Is it, is, you're hearing me? Here's the good part of the psalm. This is what we'll get to the meat, yeah? That's restarted on me. Thank you. Verse 10. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. I just want to pause on that bit for a moment. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth. Interestingly enough, when we look back to Genesis and we see God's creation and and then a little bit later we see the flood, we can read in there that the way the water took over the earth was the earth opened up and gave up water and the rains came down from the heaven. And I believe this is a good picture for us 
to see what it takes for us to awaken to the goodness of God, to awaken to the bigness of God, to awaken the fact that He wants to bless you. He wants to do good things in your life. He doesn't want you anxious. He doesn't want you stressed. He doesn't want you unhealthy. He doesn't want you living in heaviness, but He wants to spring forth from our very being the living water. And sometimes we're looking to the heavens saying, God, rain down the heavens like we pray. And he's saying, let the water spring up from within you. And then at other times we're trying to let the water spring up and it's, and it's just not happening and he sovereignly pours down heaven. And so we have both of these anointings, so to speak, that we need. We need the spring coming up from within. We need the cry rising up from within our hearts. And this is the cry that maybe some of us during this season have had. And maybe you haven't felt the rain of heaven. I want to say the rain is coming. The rain is coming because when we posture ourselves and position ourselves to in obedience and hunger, God is faithful. He will not let you down. He will not trip you up. He will not leave you disappointed. If you're seeking God in this hour, then know that he's not far away. If you're asking him for something, he is not going to give you a snake. He will give you what you're asking for. He will give you good things, Luke 11 says. Why? Because he's a loving heavenly father. Some of us, I can't talk personally because my dad was the pastor here and most of you know him. But some of us have had really strict, harsh fathers or mothers and it's really uh, skewed the way we can even relate to God the Father. I want to say to you, read read Song of Solomon's, read Psalms, read Scripture and get a clear view of the Father. He is a loving Heavenly Father. He is not mad at you. He is not disappointed with you. He is not ashamed of you. He is not wishing you were someone else because He made you the way He made you. And He's given you your fingerprints, not someone else's fingerprints because He loves you. And he's got good things for you. And some of us, if we will just let that spring rise up from within us, then the spring that has maybe long dried up will begin to flow again. And it only takes one moment of obedience. That's all it takes, just one moment of obedience saying, yeah, Lord, I'm going to let that spring go. And when the spring comes up, the rain comes down. And it's like those two ideologies. The sovereignty of God is like the rain of heaven. And the spring coming up is our human responsibility. And when the two go together, it is a powerful combination of awakening. I've often read over the hundreds of years of awakening, and I've read of, and Karen and I, you know, it's no secret, we love period dramas and you know, everyone that comes out, we just, we just have to watch a period drama. And, um, it's just, and we've often said to each other, why do we like these things so much? Um, I don't know, it's just fascinating to us. And I know a lot of, a lot of the world does too because they keep making them. Yeah. But, um, but it's interesting because I invariably think when I'm watching them and I look at the times, it might be the 1800s or, you know, 1700s, I invariably find myself going to uh, times of awakening across the earth. I think of when was the Great Awakening number one? Wow, okay. William Wilberforce was around the same time as the Great Awakening and he was impacted by the Great Awakening and, and then slavery was, even anti-slavery movement was helped uh, by the Great Awakening that swept the earth through John Wesley. And I think of moves of God that have, that have sovereignly gone across the earth 
but God's used men and women powerfully to do great things. America would not be the America today if it weren't for great awakenings. And the world history wouldn't be, Europe wouldn't be what it is today if it were not for the Reformation in the 1500s. And so we can look at God's reigning down his presence and his power. You cannot avoid the fact that God wants to do this. But sometimes he waits for the spring of his people to rise up. And so there's a responsibility that we have, I believe, just like the psalmist here, to cry out and to say, God, I'm sick of the stuff that I'm in. I'm sick of living how I am. I don't know if you've ever got really honest with God. For me, it happens maybe when I'm planting trees or on the tractor. Um, you know, my tractor's heard everything. You know, even stories about some of you when you've annoyed me. <laughs> but anyway, just Brian Nelson mainly, you know. A few others. See, Russ, Russ is down at Aldinga now, so I can't pick on him as much. But, but hey... We all have struggles. We all have times when we get down. We all have anxieties. And sometimes we just need to take the pressure off comparing ourselves to everyone else. God's made you who he's made you. And the Father loves you just the way you are. He doesn't want you like anyone else on Instagram. He doesn't want you like anyone else in the workforce. He doesn't want you anyone else in your family. He wants you like you. And he wants you the best person that you can possibly be, and that is to discover who you really are and stop comparing and let that spring of life rise up in you. And when we do that, we begin to discover who we really are because we, we forget about comparing and we're not worried about everyone else anymore. Now, our clock is all over the shop this morning. I've just realised I have no clue what the time... What are we, quarter past 11? Yeah? Okay. Anyway, I want to finish in a, in a way today that really leaves a deposit with you guys because we've said over the last few months that we don't want to come out of this the same way that we went in. And, but you know what? Karen and I, we're only two people. We stand here and we do whatever we feel uh, God's asked us to do and we'll do our best and, and everyone will do our best. But the spring rises up from within you. The spring rises up from within you. Obedience, faith, hunger, whatever it looks like from you, the spring rises up from within you. We worked out, I reckon it was when Karen uh, had burnout and we went to Germany and we just escaped, escaped, you know, sorry, you know, we, we're just like, we need to leave. <laughs> but hey, I'm, you've done it too, right? There's times when we all just need to run and get out of here, you know. But, um, but, you know, when, when things get really bad, and I reckon it was during that season for us that we, we realised that we, we can't whip people up anymore. You know, we've tried, it doesn't work. Or it might work for a couple of weeks, but people don't like being whipped. <laughs> and uh, even in a nice way, even with a candy, even with a loving whip, it doesn't work. There needs to be a spring that rises up in your spirit where you want heaven and you want the face of Jesus as much as everyone else around you. That that, that, that hunger rises up within you and not even just on a Sunday morning where you want to meet with Jesus tomorrow morning and tomorrow night, where you want enough of Jesus, where you want that man, Jesus Christ, who atoned for your sin, who atoned for every wrong thing, every wrong thought. And some of us go on in guilt because we keep having wrong thoughts. You know, welcome to humanity. 
Some of us get so down on ourselves because we still don't feel like we're good enough. Welcome to humanity. If you're one of those who's really, really hard on yourself, stop it. Because the Father's not hard on you. It doesn't mean he loves any sin that we get ourselves involved in, but there's always a doorway out of it. It's called the atonement. It's the blood of Jesus. And if you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never given over everything to Jesus like that, and you've had your sins completely washed away, then you can do it so easily today. It doesn't need a formula. It doesn't, we've got show bags, but it doesn't need a show bag. You know, all of that stuff, honestly, it's, it's meaningless if our heart doesn't spring up with a love for Jesus. And all you have to do, even sitting in your chair today, if you feel that moment of truth rising up, you just say, Jesus, I give you all my sin. I give you all my sin. Take it. You've made atonement for me. You've covered over all my sin. I want to live for you. I want to live with you. And one thing, I promise you, we will not manipulate you. We will not steal money from you. We will not, we will not try and just manufacture something out of you just because we need something. And this, this is an authentic relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, your saviour, your healer, your redeemer. And we'll give you an opportunity at the end if you want to pray together, but you can do it just sitting there. You know, it's, it's just so easy. It's a heart relationship. And some of you have already done it, but you don't know, well, what now? What now? What do I do now? Well, the good thing is when Jesus ascended roughly 2,000 years ago, when he ascended to heaven, he's at the right hand of the Father. He left us with a piece of the Godhead, and his name is Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit came on earth in power and in presence in the day of Pentecost. And he is God. He reveals God to us. He is why if you've ever read the word of God and some words have jumped out at you, that's because Holy Spirit has come and slapped you in the face and said, see, it's real. Or if you've ever felt, maybe even during worship here this morning, you just felt something a little bit differently. We've had people, so many people coming in this building over the years uh, who are tradesmen or people who don't even know Jesus, they don't care for anything, like, but they come into this place and they go, okay, there's something in this building. And, and they know it's, it's something different. His name is Holy Spirit. And he is God. And he reveals God to us. And when we don't have enough energy to let that spring rise up in and of ourselves, he rains down the grace of God. He rains down the grace of God. And then we respond to that. We respond to that by saying, let that spring rise up in us. And so it's a relationship it's not just God saying, zap, here's everything. You're now perfect and go and you know, float on the clouds for the rest of your life. No, you're going to need an advocate. You're going to need a helper and his name is Holy Spirit. And so that's why we have him. And so faithfulness springs forth from the earth. It, faithfulness springs forth from us. Righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good and our land will yield its harvest. It's the name we gave this church many years ago, and it's, as many of you on Facebook know, I love a good harvest. And our cauliflowers are getting big right now. We've got about 50 cauliflowers coming on, so we, we, maybe we need to do cauliflower soup because we're going to have so much cauliflower. Um, but we love an organic harvest. And the Father loves a harvest of your life. 
And this is why we're here, this is why we live, is to see his kingdom come, to see his will be done on earth, in your life, in my life, as it is in heaven. And this is the prayer of Jesus. This is the Lord's prayer, the perfect prayer that we see in Matthew 6. And and we can follow after that and say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. Let your will be done in my workplace. Let your will be done in my frustrations. You don't have to hide your frustrations from the Father. In fact, if you're frustrated and annoyed, don't bottle it up. Let it out. Not at me. Don't send me an email. (laughs) Go to the Father. I'm not that type of father that wears a clerical collar and sits in a booth and wants to hear all your whinging, moaning sins and problems. I'm sorry, that is not me. But there is one who does. And he's waiting for your heart's cry. And when your heart's cry really reaches out, I believe it's like a catalyst when it springs up from our hearts and there is awakening. And awakening is possible individually, corporately, locally, community, and globally. I believe it's really, really possible. But you know what? What an amazing thing if Onka Baringa saw an awakening, an awakening of our hearts. And you know what? We don't have to wait for any special meetings. We don't have to hold awakening meetings. I love awakening meetings, but, you know, it bores me to tears doing seven awakening meetings and everyone coming along and we're doing awakening. No, awakening is when Holy Spirit stirs our hearts, and we meet with him, and it's real, and it's authentic, and it's people connecting with God. That's an awakening, isn't it? And we know you're hungry for that, otherwise you would have not come after the last (laughs) few weeks of preaching. So I want you to stand. You don't have to hold hands because we're not allowed to do that. Some people are clapping because of that, I think. (laughs) And if you're at Aldinga, stand with us as well, because we want to join with you guys and And as one family across the heartbeat of this whole city of Adelaide, why don't you just lift up your hands and let's just just ask the Lord for his heartbeat over our city. Yeah, thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we ask that over this region that you'd begin to let your spring rise up in us, that your spring of your Holy Spirit would begin to rise up in us as never before. Lord, that all the effort, all the trying, all the striving would disappear. All the boredom, all the repetition, all the annoyance and all the little fandangled things we have to go through to get you to move, we just lay those things down. And we say, come Holy Spirit, let your reign come upon us. You are the creator and you are in control. There is no one else in the world in control. So many people think they are, but they're not in control. You're in control. And so we give over control to you, Jesus, and we say, come. We say, come. Have your way in us. Have your way in us, Lord Jesus. Have your way in us over our city. Have your way in us over our nation, Lord Jesus. We ask for the spring to rise up, even that spring of prayer and of worship and of intimacy with the Father. Lord, we we just give ourselves to you afresh today. If you're standing here and you haven't given your life to Jesus before, then, then just do it now in this atmosphere. Just say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I lay down all my sin. I put it at your feet. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. I want to live for you. I want to live with you. I commit my life to you, whatever it means. Jesus, come. Come. And if you say those words in your language, he hears your heart today. 
And he is so faithful. He will come into your life. He will take away every sin. He will lift every bit of guilt off your life. It is as if you have never sinned. This is the power of the cross. And the great thing is he didn't leave us alone. He left us with a spring of water called the Holy Spirit. And if you've lost your fire for him or you've never had a fire for him or maybe you first gave your life to Jesus today or maybe in this recent season, just lift your hands and I want to pray for the Holy Spirit just to come and fill you right where you're standing today. Because I don't know if we're allowed to lay hands on anyone. I haven't checked into the rules on that one. But the Holy Spirit, right where you are, can lay hands on you. He can breathe on you. And I believe there's some hungry hearts here today. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you would release your fire in this place, your presence in this place, as only you can do. No man can do this. Only you, Holy Spirit. And we ask that you would come and touch hungry hearts. Touch hungry hearts with a fresh infilling of your power, a fresh infilling of your spirit. Let your reign reign on our hearts, on our springs. Lord, we seek you, we ask you, come and reign on us, reign on us, reign on us, Lord Jesus, today. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would go on speaking, that today you would begin to crack some things open for us, but it wouldn't just be the end, it would be the beginning. It would be the beginning of so many springs opening up, springs opening up in people's lives, springs opening up fresh life of healing, of power, of your presence. Fresh joy. I just speak fresh joy over, over some of you have lost that joy. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we say come. We say come and have your way. And Lord, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you for your truth. And Lord, I thank you for every person here today. I pray your covering over them, that you would cover their families their relationships. I pray that even from today, that spring would well up with inside of them with an amazing, spontaneous joy, a spontaneous presence. Holy Spirit, that you would surround us day and night, that you would speak to us, and that you would begin to unleash fresh, new things, new awakenings, new awakenings over us as a house, as a people and a community. In Jesus' wonderful name, Amen.